hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of No Funkin' Strictly Munkin', the only podcast that rejects calls for unity and will insist on continuing to monk. I'm your co-host, Jay Christie, joined as always by Andre Barrera. Andre, how are you? Jake, <clears throat> I'm doing okay. I'm doing all right. Um, you know, I, bumped, I might have bumped my head a little bit this morning, but ah. no, actually, yeah. Yes. Started off a little hard. Sad, sad stuff. Uh, bumping your head. Um, I, I bump my head a lot because I am very clumsy and have no spatial awareness of myself. Just a quick question. How many times, and I say times, have you walked into a screen glass door full speed? Never. Twice, and one of them had a sticker in the middle of it with a big S on it. But that's whatever. Um, you know, it's, it happens to the best of us. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'm very clumsy. So I bump my head a lot, uh, and it hurts every time, you know. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Uh, speaking of bumping your head, did you get a haircut? I did get a haircut. Uh, just for anyone listening, we have family friend because I'm in Florida still, who is a barber. Okay, I was so, gonna say. Yeah, 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 say. yeah, yeah. It wasn't. I'm not crazy, but we have a good, really good family friend who has a barber. So we went after the she closed for the day, and yeah, um, because. Uh, my hair gets wild and it doesn't grow like you're you right now you have like a really like good looking like you look like a cool guy especially when it's coming out of the back of your beanie me my hair just like puffs out to the side like all the way and then i kind of get like a mullet it just does not it's, it's a bad situation so um so you're you're the top grows longer or faster but t- do you have a reverse mullet well no it's that the, it, what happens is that the top like gets super th- thick and heavy, and then the sides get puffed out like this wide. I'm making a gesture with my hands, guys. And then I just get straight back, but it doesn't like the top kind of just puffs up, and then the back goes down. So like it, it just looks bad. Uh, it just does not look okay. good. Um, so I got a haircut, um, but once again, I did it safely. Uh, and I know people say that, but like you know, I'm me. Um, Do you I've, know when the last time I got a haircut was? Uh, I would guess probably before quarantine, right? It was January 4th, 2020. Damn. Damn, damn, damn. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway. Like yeah, your hair looks good. Um, uh, I feel like I was going to say that, you know, your new profile photo on Twitter, you have like a Keanu Reeves look to your hair, which I think the like John Wick level, you know? That's that's great. I like that because my other friend on Instagram, I posted it there too. And uh, he commented that I look like Chris D'Elia, which is uh, not no. what you want to hear. No, your hair does not look as greasy. And as far as I can tell, you've not DM'd any underage women. So um, thank you. Yeah, I have not. Yeah. Anyway, we're what talking Mr. Monk bumps his head. An episode I don't really like that much, but it's Monk, so I still like it. But uh, what did you think about it? Uh, I think I'm. I think I might have gone. I I didn't love it either, but I definitely have. I liked it more than the last, like maybe three or four. All right, so I'm happy to discuss this. But uh, so we start off in a truck yard, where all the best things start. Um, you know. Uh, and um, it's a really interesting intro, by yes. the way, starting with Natalie and Monk. Mm-hmm. Yes, and Natalie and Monk, why are they at the truck yard? Are they there because they're hunting down Eileen Warnos? Uh, God, what a reference. Um, <laughs> no, they're, they're there because uh, apparently Monk got a tip from an anonymous tip about claiming to know some more information about Trudy's death. I think specifically about the six-fingered man. Mm-hmm. Um, so he comes with Natalie, but he kind of needs Natalie to you know, take a hike because the guy won't come out if he's with anybody mm-hmm. else. So <clears throat> he brought some some cold, hard cash with him you know, to, to exchange for An this. An envelope, uh, Odell Beckham style. Yes, exactly. Um, 
and and yeah, and so Natalie goes inside the facility. Yes, whatever she calls he calls the, the facilities, bathroom? which is the bathroom. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah. Are you not sure about that? I think that just means you don't hang out with enough white people. Because um, white people uh, are. Fr- I don't think I've ever. Yeah, yeah. there's too afraid not- to say anything that's even referencing poop. So it's like the facilities, the restroom, the lavatory. Um, you know, they, they they call it the water closet in England. I think. Um, Correct. Yeah. Yes. But the facilities is really just like that's a dumb thing to say. Um, did you ever have anyone like a teacher in school who, when you said someone said can I use the bathroom, they said that bathrooms aren't in public because there's no baths, or did all your teachers not suck? Nah, my teachers didn't suck. I only had like one who did that, but it was just like, come on, yeah, I need to pee, stop it. Anyway, so um, this guy, this shady looking guy, you know he's bad news the moment you see him, you know. Because uh, he's bald? No, not because he's bald. No, that's honestly that's rude that you would even say that. No, because he looks I shady. Think, I think it more has to do with the fact that he's like. Piss, he's pissing somebody exactly. like behind a truck. Exactly, yeah. Psst. Yeah, yeah. He literally goes, Psst, which is like, what are you passing notes? Like, say hi. Um, but anyway, uh, he's probably passing gas. Oh my well, yes, definitely passing gas. Just you walk over, then it's like, man, is this the exhaust or is it you? Um, is, or is it the facilities? No, oh, yeah. Sorry, I just got out of the facilities. Um, so he pulls out a photo of a man with six fingers in front of his face. Um, and uh stupid apparently him. it was taken in vancouver canada yes it was um and first i i don't know why he gave that detail um ends up you know being uh screwing him over a little bit uh but looks like who is this guy and he says the picture's free the name is gonna cost you um but then monk notices a couple uh inconsistencies with the photo um, I only remember one, and I think it's that there's no hair on on the sixth knuckle. Yes, <laughs> yes. that's correct. And also that the license plate is an American, is for American car. The background. Which, oh, like, okay. Why would you make up the? Sense. Why would you make up Vancouver? What is what? What did the Canucks ever do to you? Um, Not win the Stanley Cup. No, they haven't. No Canadian team has in forever. I don't think. Right? Yeah, I'm right. Um, and so they get in a fight. Monk holds his own a little bit, but then he gets knocked over the head with a pipe. Before you can shout for Natalie. And also, Natalie wouldn't have heard him because she's in the facilities. Well, correct. Uh, but at least the guy didn't have a biscuit on him, so uh, he lived to, to tell the tale. Honestly, kind of surprised he didn't. Um, yeah. I mean, you have to know that he's cop-affiliated in some way. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, I think that the guy... Uh, also, I think he probably didn't want to... People, most people don't want to kill someone if they don't have to. Um Probably the number one deterrent to murder, more so than the crime of it, is that it's hard to murder someone. Um, but anyway, Monk gets knocked out, and uh, this this guy, I forget his name, doesn't matter. Um, he puts Monk on the back of a truck, covers him up, and the truck drives away with Monk on Terry it. Mulligan is his name. What is it? Terry Mulligan. Terry Mulligan? Is he Carrie yeah. Mulligan's father? Uh, no, he's Carrie, uh... Why doesn't... Why, why doesn't... He, Carrie, he's Carrie Mulligan's father. Why doesn't he stop having a life of crime? He's got a promising young woman at home. He needs to give her an education. Anyway, um, so... Uh, that's two for one, baby. Two for one. Yeah, I That's know, the coming you get that. here. Um, so, By the way, Peter Sarsgaard is such a piece of shit in that movie. I've what never seen that movie. I, I gotta check that movie out. I, I like Carrie Mulligan. I'm really excited to see Promising Young Woman once on streaming. Um, but anyway, uh... Monk, uh, well, uh, Natalie exits the facilities, and of course Monk isn't there, and then Monk finds himself rolling up on a dusty two-horse town. 
Yeah, I don't remember the name of the place, but it's in Wyoming, yeah. and it looks like a fucking drag. No Sorry, place. yeah, my bad. One Horse Town. No disrespect. One Horse yeah. Town is actually the correct term. Um, yeah. Uh, and he gets woken up by a very nice truck driver. Big fan of this guy. Yeah, really nice guy. You know, he's uh, concerned. I think he thinks he's a stowaway. Um, well, I mean, I he is. Mean. He is by definition a stowaway. He monk just might not have done it on purpose, but an intentional stowaway. Well, he yes. thinks that he's homeless. Is the thing. Okay. Yeah, and uh, and you know, he kind of sets him straight and like starts trying to ask him some questions to get his bearings. Like, mm-hmm. uh, he, does he ask him what his name is? Yeah, he does, right? Uh, where he's from? No, he says, "Where's he from?" And he says, "Yeah, no." Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, he can, he asks Monk, or like Monk tries to look for his ID, he's got nothing on mm-hmm. him, so the truck driver graciously gives five bucks, which yeah. I think at the time was enough to get a combo at a, like a fast food place. I mean, in most places in the country, except for New York and LA, it's still enough to get a combo at a fast food place. Like, dude, uh, Carl's Jr. is so expensive, it's ridiculous. Dude. Hardee's. Yeah, I, I, or whatever. I'm aware. I've never been to a Hardee's because it's much trashier. Um, now, I have been to a Checkers. Have you ever been to a Rallies? Hell yeah, man. There used to be Rallies in my neighborhood. And there was, was like a, the there only was, Rallies in LA. There was a Checkers a block and a half away from my apartment when I lived in Manhattan. And it's the best drunk food in the world. And so the amount... I full, I'm going to be honest. I fully once time walked in there when it was rain, just had rained out before. And I was pretty drunk. And I slipped and fell on the floor. And I got back up. <laughs> and then I wore some food. <laughs> Did you get food? Yeah, of course I did. Yeah, I, I was drunk enough not to have shame. And also, I really, really wanted a fry lover burger. Well, two actually. Two fry lover burgers and a medium fry. Um, a what? Fry lover burger. It's a burger with fries on it. They have that though? I mean, at Checkers they do, yeah. Shit, they might have, but I always just got the big Buford. See, shit. I never would do, because I would only go when I was wasted, and so it was just about volume more than anything else, you know? Um, okay. Yeah, because like I anyway, um, but that was also pretty cheap. Even I mean, it was expensive, but for New York, it was cheap. Anyway, shouts to the checkers on First and Thirteenth. I want to say. Um, uh, anyway, so Monk is he starts flattening out the, the five dollar bill, which is weird, you know. Right. Um, but you can you can tell at this point. At this point, did you tell that the episode was going to be that Monk had amnesia? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. And then we meet Cora, played by Lori Metcalf, who. Um, what, what's your opinion on lo- the oeuvre of Lloyd Metcalf? Honestly, for the longest time, I had... Because I'd never watched Roseanne growing up. That's just not something that was in my periphery. Mm-hmm. Um, I really just remembered her as uh, Billy Loomis's mom in Scream 2. I've never seen Scream 2. I gotta get... A, I really like uh, Scream 1. I gotta get a, get around to watching Scream 2. Um, Scream 2 is good. It's I mean, not bad. Scream yeah, 3, do not. I mean, I'll I'll probably get around. I'll probably watch. I mean, I watched freaking this. Last year I watched Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, which is actually not bad, but that's a dumb movie. So No, I heard that shit. I heard that movie's good. It's like, actually not bad because like, it has nothing yeah. to do with Michael Myers. It's about like this right. Irish guy who wants to like cause a mass <laughs> Dude, sacrifice. I'm going to stop you right yeah. there. I'm going to stop you right there because this might be the second or third time we've talked about this. That's movie. true. Yeah, yeah, Honestly, <laughs> it's the worst part about doing a podcast. We talk for an hour a week, hour two times a week. You just run out of things to say. But anyway, so Cora is talking to Kirby um, who is not a big – okay, I'm going to stop doing this bit, but he's not a big uh, pink ball. Um, and uh, apparently Cora was on vacation on a cruise in the Mediterranean. Yeah, I mean, that sounds really nice. Uh, how the hell she managed to scrounge up that mm-hmm. kind of scratch? It's a good question. Now, I think I don't like about Cora as a character. Actually, it's, I think, not a problem I have with her. I think that this episode is just like, I think it hammers home, like, her, 
she's just like too sad and too like the, the, the writing is just kind of mean to her in a way that feels like overkill um like i'd be willing to believe this woman's angry i don't need her to have to have every single stereotype of a lonely woman you know um but maybe uh, that's just me I, I you know yeah okay obviously she's like a very sad woman but at the same time like i don't know like there's something at least she's like a sad woman with attitude as opposed to like a sad woman who's just like that's true now yeah. she does commit several crimes federal probably some of them in this episode so i'm not very, very sympathetic to her she almost gets she almost like a, she almost going to jail yeah she almost commits she, that's weird. she almost commits sexual assault like it's just, there's no offense or buts about it we'll get to it but she almost does um yeah and then she sees monk fixing a, mur- a mirror for um what's the guy's name i know his last name is zisk because he's named after roger rogers roger zisk obviously named after randy zisk the directing producer of monk um but Monk can't stop himself from adjusting this guy's mirror on his BMW. Mm-hmm. So he's got a little bit of himself still, like, around. Now and this guy, like, Roger, What did you pick up the detail about his BMW, which is notable? It's a 5 Series? No, it's not. No, not about it. It's that he says, don't do that. I don't let my wife touch it. And she bought it for me. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah, I just knew that he was the guy from True Blood. I knew I recognized him from something. I didn't watch True and Blood. And Suicide but... Squad. Wait, who's he playing Suicide Squad? He's like Joker's, like, uh, side... Oh, right, 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 right. Honestly, I, bl- I blacked out the uh, Joker scenes in Suicide Squad Dude, out of my head. I've seen that movie twice. I I mean, I, I'm not adverse to seeing it a second time. Once again, my movie selection is not good. Like, I would watch it again if I was podcasting about it and I was drunk again. But the Joker scenes are so relevant and so bad that... Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, Monk then goes into a diner, which I'm a, I don't know about you, huge fan of diners, so I'm happy to yep. see him. Uh, and there's a uh, Debbie, and I don't remember the other one. Are uh, Gail, Debbie and Gail, and Debbie. She's happy. She's singing country. She's got a brand new man in her life. Correct, and she's singing Willie Nelson, which is probably like the sixth time that he's been referenced on this show. He's got to yeah. be up there. Yeah, I should probably ask Andy Breckman if he's a huge Willie Nelson fan. Uh, I was, you know, thinking in retrospect, I wish I would ask. Him. Yeah, I because I think I should have asked him because I knew there were more Willie Nelson references coming. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, um, I have nothing wrong with Willie Nelson. I just, you know, it's just a, uh, it's it's a lot for a show that came out in the two thousands. Anyway, Bunk gets seated, uh, and he's he's all disoriented. You know, he's uh, he's got a, he's got amnesia. Yeah, you know he. Uh... <sighs> Man, it reminds me a lot of, like, this last season of Twin Peaks in a way. It's pretty funny. Um, but, you know, he's got $5 in his pocket. Mm-hmm. Time for some uh, time for some grub. Mm-hmm. And he's not, like, he didn't freak out too badly when he first woke up, like, considering he was completely yeah. covered in dirt. Like, mm-hmm. slowly but surely, yeah. he will get to a bad place. Yeah. Which is his exactly. normal life. And I think, I'm not a doctor, obviously, but... I think with amnesia and stuff like that, I don't think that usually when people get amnesia, they have like a freak out, like, oh my God, who am I? Because I think that your brain naturally, because you're not always thinking about what your name is, you know what I mean? Or oh, where you're from. So like, if you're in a moment where you're taking in new information, it takes you a while to realize that you don't know who you are and don't, you know what I mean? That's true. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so he, he asks for a bottle of water and he says he has a favorite brand, <gasps> but <gasps> can't remember. He doesn't remember the kind. No. Yeah. Um... And so, what, I think, like, there's, like, intercut, like, scenes with... Well, yeah, we cut back to Stott at the truck stop with Natalie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, And they found his wallet with the cash missing, which is good news, because a robbery is better than a kidnapping. Uh, Yeah, why is that? 
Because if you're robbed, someone just wants to rob you, they're not necessarily trying to kill you. If someone kidnaps you, they're almost certainly trying going to kill you or, like, torture you. Uh, right? Like, shit, that's right. I mean, because people get robbed all the time without getting really seriously harmed. Obviously, Monk got seriously harmed, but the guy, uh, Terry, <laughs> didn't want to kill Monk. Um, okay. But, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. But there's also another point, too, that Natalie points out. Monk gets all of his bills straight from the bank, so you'd be able to trace the bills. Yeah, they're sequential. Which, of course, he does. And that's, yeah, and, like, honestly, like, that shit is fun, too, because you have, like, the crispiest bills. Like, mm-hmm. it's oh, nice. Man. It's a good feeling. It's, I oh, love when your bills are crispy. Also love uh, crispy M&Ms, but that's not relevant. Um, Ooh, I love that, too. Then Disher has his Disher theory for the episode, which is, this is just a great one. Yeah, it's just that <laughs> he killed the guy. What, for just, killing... Don't just use pronouns. Who killed who? Sorry. Monk, Monk killed the guy who was going to give him the information on Terry Mulligan, the yeah. six-finger man. Uh, yeah, on Terry Mulligan. Uh, in order to cover up for the fact that Terry Mulligan killed someone else or something? Oh, no. He, well, like... no. There's no it's just, he doesn't have a full explanation. He's like, he killed him for some reason. And then Monk fled and changed his name. <laughs> yeah, and he says it happens more than you think. Yeah, and Stott was just like, uh, "Does it?" And he's like, "Well, it happens on occasion or something like it." And it keeps getting less and less. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. Um, and then we cut back, and Monk now has a new favorite brand of water, and he has everything on separate plates. And apparently, he washes hands every two minutes. Which yeah, fair. But like what happens in anxiety dreams to me all the time, when it's uh. when the check comes, he's. Short on the money. Am I, does that ever happen to you? I've never happened, ha- had that happen to me in real life. But um, in dreams, it's definitely happened before. No, I don't think so. Because I think as long as, like, if I'm really in a tough spot, I could just ask someone to, like, yeah. just let me float me some cash. Yeah. Quick. But, like, that would be really surprising. Like, it only I happen- never have less than $200 in my account. Yeah, it only happened to me and my brothers. We were close once. Um... And we couldn't leave a good tip, which we felt really bad about. But what happened was we were at a restaurant. When we were all in high school, my brother was a senior. We were at a restaurant that was technically a bar. And my brother's debit card, which was like a, a high school, like when he liked their parents' account, wouldn't process a charge at a bar. And so we weren't able to pay. So we had to like scrounge up all the cash we could find in our wallets, which sucked. But uh, yeah. Wow, that sucks. Yeah. Because um, the thing is, it was definitely a rest. Like there, it, it definitely was not a full-on bar, but for some reason... The yeah. Anyway, okay. Uh, well, anyways, the fact that this check is twelve fifty. What the hell did he eat? Yeah, no. Because this place did yeah. not seem like it was that expensive. Mm-mm. No, and it's if you look what he got, it doesn't look like he got that much. Um. By the way, speaking of cheap meals, what did you uh, that McDonald's cup you're drinking out of? I assume you're drinking water out of it now. But what did you originally have in it? No, it was Coke, but oh. they didn't give me straws, so I had to drink it. This Damn, the, which sucks because the McDonald's straws are the best. I mean, I mean, yeah, I know, but I got a I got a quarter pounder. Mm-hmm. Combo. Did I ever tell you? I, I don't know if you saw my tweet a couple weeks ago. This is so relevant, but I think it's funny that I got I ordered Popeyes on Seamless, and they brought me a McDonald's straw, and I'm like, what? I want to know what happened. I was happy because it's a bigger straw, but it's just like, what was the story behind this? Um. Anyway, so Monk promises to pay the rest, and Debbie, she's a good soul, um, and she says, I trust him. He seems like a trustworthy person. Um, yeah. They also yeah, all speak with I mean, southern accents, which is weird, but that's whatever. Yeah, that's true. Um, but so yeah, she trusts him, and and um, she's like a very like a, a very nice girl, and it's a real shame what ends up happening mm-hmm. in the end. And 
God, I forgot what I was going to get to at that point. Uh, it's all good. Um, so he then asks where the police HQ is, and of course they laugh at him because uh, police HQ, you know, it's just it's just a sheriff. Right. It's a guy named who? What's his name? Napier? No. Char- well, Charles Napier is the name of the actor. Um, okay, where is he famous from? He's in like he's, he's in, in Silence of the Lambs. I know he plays oh, the guy who gets yes. beaten to he's death. A prison guard. Yeah, he gets yeah. beaten to death. Uh, it's a great scene. Yeah. Um, That's right. Yeah, there's another thing that I remember from. I'm trying to find where he plays like a similar character where he's like a very straight man. Um, uh, you know, yeah, whatever. Anyway, so yeah, he's in Silence of the Lambs so and he gets gross. he gets the crap beaten out of him. Um, in a what a truly great scene. Just let's be honest. Um, and so he talks to the sheriff, and the sheriff is incredibly calm and understanding when Monk says he doesn't know who he is. Um, yeah, well, you know, he's not, uh, he's a white man in a white town, so he's all right. That is true, yes. This episode would go a lot differently. Um, and then Cora mm-hmm. comes in and commits a federal crime, and um, she claims that Monk is her husband. Correct. Uh, and his name is Jerry Little. Yes. He also I know, I know that comes yeah. later, but yeah. He also she also said that he went that monk went a little bit overboard, which I believe is probably a reference to the fact that this is the plot of the film Overboard, basically. Um but uh Is it? I mean not literally, but where Kurt Russell convinces Goldie Hawn after she loses her memory that they were married because Goldie Hawn treated Kurt Russell like shit because he was like poor and she was rich, I believe is what the plot of the movie is. And then they reversed wow. the genders and when they remade it with Eugenio Derbez and uh Anna Faris. I need to see this. Yeah. Um, definitely a movie that just would not be made today. Because when they remade it, they had to reverse the genders because it's just like not great to imagine someone convincing a woman with amnesia that they were you know, married and sexual partners and stuff like that. Anyway. Um, Jesus. What? I, I'm sorry. I, that's, I don't feel like I'm going too far. That's the plot of the movie. Um, no, for sure. Fine. So yeah. They were... Yeah, she's... He's Cora's husband. Um... And yeah, and that's how the episode goes the rest of the time. Um, yeah, and he gets um, he gets some new threads. Uh, yeah, he slept for fifteen hours, um, which I've done a couple times been. in my life. I'm not gonna pretend like I haven't. Um, mm-hmm. Not proud of it that I have, but I have. Um, and Monk had a I dream. Monk had a dream. Uh, did you remember what his dream was? Oh man, was it like a dream about? No, it's I had a dream that you were blonde and looked pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I completely missed that. It might have been when the delivery came. Oh, and uh, then he's trying to separate his food, and she's like, don't play with your food. Which is a thing that happens in this episode all the time, which I understand that she's like a mentally broken person, but it's like, you picked a random guy and said that he was your husband. I mean, he was your husband. You can't, like, you can't act like you're surprised by his eccentricities. You don't know this guy. He's not Jerry. <laughs> True, but I think she recognized at this point that she needs to, like, you know, yeah, mold I know. him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, she's being really terrible. Um, is he wearing lugs? Honestly, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. They're not Tim's. No, they're not. Um, he must be, but he also she has a cat, and uh, he's generally surprised that his name is Jerry, because of course it isn't. Um, but then apparently, and apparently, yeah, yeah, go. Yeah, apparently he's uh, some sort of gambler mm-hmm. um, who loves cats. And, like, that's where she saw him on the cruise because mm-hmm. apparently they met on the cruise, like, in the Mediterranean, mm-hmm. which is a great story. I mean, yeah, I mean, if you had to come with an explanation of where you got a husband out of nowhere, I mean... Um, 
He looks like he could be like Greek too. I mean, yeah, he's he's a uh, Tony Shalhoub is Lebanese, so that's on the Mediterranean. Um, yeah, it's right there. Uh, so then she pours him a glass of milk, and I this is probably my favorite scene in the episode. <laughs> where he's like, I, oh. I, I fucking knew that. I fucking knew it. <laughs> he's he's like, I'm frightened. I don't know why. <laughs> Because the thing is, beforehand, in it, they reference several times that he's afraid of milk, but they never actually show... You can't hear me? No, I can hear you. Oh, you're, you're shaking your head. Um, that they've referenced several times in the show before that he's afraid of milk, but you never actually see it. And then to have it show, and he just looks so scared. Yeah. No, I was like, all right, this is a Jake scene. But uh, yeah, no, it was really interesting to finally see. I thought there might, uh, I thought there might have been another version of this before, but no, I don't think they ever show him. With, I mean, they talk about. I remember that they, when Nisi Nash is his nurse, she's like, yes. you know, that she has got a two-year-old nephew who isn't afraid of milk. Um, but anyway, the advice from the doctor apparently, because just now. You know, uh, Cora is saying that he, they already went to the doctor, and his advice was, "You gotta trust me," which doesn't sound like doctorly advice to me. Not at all. <clears throat> not at all. And apparently, he's got chores, which you know, and he, apparently, he loves chores, which is just not true about anyone. Uh, yeah, and okay, did, I'm sorry. Did you just mention that he's a roofer? No, that's what I was getting to next. That he apparently is a roofer in his real life. Um, right, because all of a sudden it starts raining and uh, the roof is definitely very leaky, just like the this marriage apparently, and just like the Trump administration. Um, oh, sorry. Yep. What? Well, it's uh, leaky. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a nonpartisan <laughs> statement. <laughs> and so, uh, and yeah. so yeah, like after after the rain ends, uh, we cut to the next day. And well, no, there's an important bit too story. that she says that if he does the chores, she implies that they're gonna have sex, which oh, right. still yeah. Um, and but she doesn't do it that night, right? No, 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 because he hasn't cl- fixed the roof yet. Right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, true. Yeah. And so he's cl- he's puts the ladder aside, and he's climbing the ladder, and he is very clearly afraid of heights. Yeah, he's climbing the ladder like a total putz. Mm-hmm. Uh, putz isn't offensive, right? No, it's not. It might be, but I don't think it is. Okay. Um, but yeah, while he's like climbing up the ladder like with literally just one step in between his hands and his like does mm-hmm. that make any sense like, yeah and his legs are fully uh, shaking um yeah, yeah yeah he looks all fucked up but it's pretty hilarious mm-hmm. pretty nice uh physical comedy from tony Shalhoub. the big Shalhoub. right and then <clears throat> all of a sudden we cut to uh this bmw 5 series peeling down the the dirt mm-hmm. road mm-hmm. Uh, headed towards uh i guess towards that house right? yeah to, well, to past monk's house and then back to the That's apiary. Jerry's house. Yeah, it's a charge to Jerry's house. Then back to the apiary, um, which is what they yeah, call place with bees. Um, right, an aviary. Apiary, they call that? an apiary. Oh, apiary. apiary. Yeah. Okay, okay. I got, I got two. I have a great uncle, and then two regular uncles that raise bees. So, um, the honey, the honey's good. I'm not, I mean, it's worth it. Um, well, the great uncle got the other two here. uncles into it. Is the thing. Because he raises bees upstate New York, and he's got a whole big thing there, you know. Um, it's none of our beeswax. It's none of my beeswax. Although, actually, I used to have some one of my uncle's bees, uh, not beeswax, but I did have some of his honey, so it, it kind of was my beeswax. But anyway, um, so this this Beamer's five star series um, uh, crashes through a fence into the apiary, and the guy's like, it's uh, our friend Roger, your friend Roger, excuse me, um, and he's like, ah, get the bees off me. Get the bees. Um, you know, Is that like stuff. a Nick Cage thing? 
Uh, I kind—I was kind of evoking that. I wasn't going full. If I would do a full impression, be ah, ah, not the bees. Um, I've actually never seen that Wicker Man because, like, apparently it's actually just not a funny movie. It's just legit bad. It's um, very grim. Yeah, exactly. So I don't need that in my life, except when I inevitably will watch it at some point because why not? Um, so uh, they. Um, I was gonna say that they. He crashes the oh, fence right. and into yeah. the apiary. Yeah. So they bring in, and then we cut to the police station, and they got the guy. They got our friend, uh, Terry. Yes, correct. He, 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 and he gives it up. He tells the whole truth and nothing yeah. but the truth. I mean, he's, the thing is, he's a petty criminal. Like, he's not... Because he, that's the thing. Most crimes end in confession anyway, so I, it's realistic. Well, how did he know? How did he know that he didn't kill him? Uh, I don't know if he knew he didn't kill him, but they knew he didn't kill him because they would have found the body because it was on the back of a truck. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Um, and apparently they found him with what Natalie said with the money. Um, and then they go to back to the diner because Monk is good for the money because he wants to give his money back to Debbie. But bad news. She's uh, <clears throat> apparently she's quit. She's uh she's taken off to Denver to be with her boyfriend. Yes, and she didn't even say goodbye to her friend. Yeah, her best friend Gail, apparently. She was just left in such a tiz, so, you know, Monk, as uh you know, the the great detective that we know, <clears throat> suspects there's foul play. Because the what? note was written by a left handed person when Debbie is right handed. Correct. That is right. So they go to investigate Debbie's, and Monk starts doing the hand thing, and Cora is not having any of it. Yeah, no, she's making fun of him, talking about how she's embarrassing him in front of who. Like, I mean, there's a there is there. a bird there. There is a bird there. Um, okay, fine. <laughs> no. Speaking of the bird, uh, she left the bird behind, which is not something you do when you move. You're correct. Uh, yeah, because there's like a lot of photos of them together, like from when they were from when she was very young. So mm-hmm. this is like a lifelong pet. So that's not like that doesn't make any sense. Clearly, uh, you know, she left in a hurry. And not yeah. only that, <clears throat> but there's some uh, some broken glass on the floor. And most importantly, uh oh, there's a pregnancy test and it's positive. Oh, that's right. Yep. Always, always a, the key piece of evidence. Want to talk? Want to talk about immediate motive? Um, so uh, immediate motive, and talk about how insane where it landed. It's like perfectly like in the seat of a chair. Like I mean, yes, that, yeah. Although when they show the scene where it gets knocked out of her hand later, it's not crazy. Like you know, it's not one of the. It's not a uh, too contrived. But once Monk learns that you pee on a pregnancy test, he needs a wipe. He goes wipe, mm. wipe. So he's coming back. His wipe. his mind's coming back. Right. Um, yeah, then Monk deduces that there was a fight and that a rug, a rug was taken, which that's like, if the only thing someone takes from an apartment or a house is a rug, they got murdered, you know? That's, yeah, I mean, either that or someone made a gigantic mess and really needs to get that shit clean before someone gets back home. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, jeez. Not another stress Happened to me many times. Yeah, definitely uh, nothing more stressful than when you... The moment where you're trying to clean a carpet or a rug, and you have the moment where you just realize that you're like, it's not coming out. It's just not coming out. Yeah, yeah, no, nothing you can do. Yeah, uh, yes. And so he thinks that she was murdered. We go back to the apiary, and Monk is hounding the sheriff. 
um, and he's kind of humoring him, but, uh, you know, he thinks, the sheriff thinks, like, ah, you know, she probably just went to Denver. That's what always happens, you know? Yeah, she, he, he thinks that happened, and he also thinks that Roger, uh, your boy Roger Zisk, mm-hmm. is, was drunk as a skunk when, mm-hmm. uh, when this occurred. But uh, Monk saw him not too, not too yeah. long before that. And he wasn't and drunk. He was, he, no, he wasn't drunk. He was very alert behind mm-hmm. the wheel. Also, it was like 8 in the morning, which is like, wow, man. I mean, I, I, I don't want to judge. I don't want to judge. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, if, if I'm rich in Wyoming, I have nothing else to do. Like, why not? Um, yeah. And also, we get another appearance from the great Michael Shalhoub. I don't know if you recognized him. He plays the beekeeper. Uh, yeah. Tony's bro. Um, mm-hmm. Thankfully, Ned, who's the beekeeper, is insured. Um, and, uh, but Monk looks at the car and he's like, why would he? Because apparently he got out of the car. But he's like, why would he get out of the car? If the windows were up, the bees could not have gotten in. Um, right, why didn't he stay inside? Mm-hmm. And yeah, but, so, yeah. And he notices one more thing in the car. What does he notice? Slick Willie, his CD. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's I just a, wanted to say Slick Willie. No problem, he's a Willie Nelson fan. Um, so that just gives a little hint, and it also jogs Monk's memory a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. Then we cut back to the police department and your guy, actually our guy, Dr. Chucky yeah. Kroger, uh, is in there. And he's basically consulting with the police being like, you know, this form of amnesia is quite rare. Um, and uh, we're in uncharted territory, like a pilot in a fog. Um, mm-hmm. But there's a silver lining. Uh, that it could be like he's meeting the real monk for the first time or something like mm-hmm. that, right? Exactly. Like he's reached. Yeah. So that's nice. Yeah, he, yeah, he ends up like kind of thinking it might be a good thing, but I mean, as we know, that's not how this no. is gonna go. No, it's not how the show goes. Um, we then see Monk pruning, which uh, you know is uh, probably something he would enjoy because he can make the bushes all even. Um, mm-hmm. Then the sheriff pulls up and is like, uh, you know, basically asks for help. Like, you want to call because there's blood in uh, Roger's car. You want to go uh, talk to him because um, the mm-hmm. blood was from the night before. So, um, correct, it was fresh, yeah. Well, no, it was fresh, but not that fresh. It was too, it wasn't from the accident, basically, right? Right, okay. And they go to Roger, so and they go see him, yeah. And he's at the biggest feed store in the county. Um, which, not thinking about it, it's in Wyoming, I, that doesn't actually have to be that big because there's like 65 counties in Wyoming, and like there's only like 800,000 people in Wyoming, so most of the counties yeah, are going to be that 570, big. 570,000. You looked it up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, let me see. Wyoming counties. Let's see how many listed you counties. You son of a bitch. What? Well, there are only you 23 counties in Wyoming. Never mind. Um, sorry about that, Wyoming. But still, my point stands. It's not, that's not like a crazy... It was the biggest feed What's in the... What's the population? Oh, oh uh, Wyoming population. I think I'm close. I just guessed. Oh. Oh, 578. You're, you're closer. Congratulations. Anyway. Bitch! So... Monk realizes that there's manure in all the bags, and he's disgusted. It's not all the bags, right? It's just that no, thing. just that section. Okay. But he says it's worse than yeah, drug he... trafficking, which is a line I like. <laughs> I mean, they probably do drug traffic in fertilizer mm-hmm. if we're keeping it mm-hmm. 100. Mm-hmm. But we also, uh, you know, we, we see, we meet your boy, Roger, up, and he's fucked up. He yeah. looks like hell. Yeah, he got stung by 100 bees. And uh, Monk basically is like, he's going on the offensive. He's like, 
you know, the tire tracks, you stopped and turned around. And he's like, are you saying I crashed on purpose? Um, right. And uh, then the sheriff is like, have you been seeing Debbie? He's like, I'm a married man. It's like, oh, okay. So that's, that's not a no, though. Not a no. That's the important part. That's true. That is very true. And then, he's not lying, though. And then he says, you like Willie Nelson? Well, Monk asked that. And then Roger says the thing that all douchebags say is, Sheriff, you better let him know who he's talking to because, you know, he's powerful. Right. I think the only way that would have gotten better if he would have just said the classic, do you know who I am? Yeah. I love that. Uh, do you know who I am? Yeah. Man, I'm not going to lie. I, if I was rich and a celebrity and I got in some trouble and I was super drunk, I probably would say that. Not that I would want to. Not that like, it's a good thing, but, like, you know, it couldn't hurt. Because the thing is, it's I'll tell you this. Reflex. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. We have not. We've never. It has to have at one time it worked once. And we just wouldn't hear it. We wouldn't have heard about it. You know what I mean? If a celebrity got out of DUI because they were a celebrity, we wouldn't have heard about it. Anyway. Um, so Monk's like, let's call the captain. And uh, they, there's no captain. But the sheriff is looking for a deputy. Yeah. This might be his shot back. Mm-hmm. Not the craziest idea. He looks good he, in the, yeah. you know. And then he pitches it to Cora and she responds. Uh, you know, apparently she fucking hates cops. Why does she mm. hate cops? Unclear. Um, I think also she just wants to be able to control them more than anything. Um, but yeah, Monk that's says true. that things and made have, sense to him at a crime scene. That's Ooh, that's true. But we also know that cops mess around. That is true. I don't know if that's actually true statistically speaking, but... Um, you know, I think we've been over this before too. Yeah, we. This is all. Uh, this is all retreaded ground. It's fine. Honestly, if it's it, the only the only problem, would be if we talked about something that wasn't funny or interesting twice, that's the problem. But like, we're not, also, what am I talking about? None of the things we talked about have been funny or interesting. But uh, then Cora says to Monk, "I love you." Monk kind of reciprocates, and then he says, "Meet me." She says, "Meet me in the bedroom." Um. <sighs> This is just not great. I'm going to this is not great. This makes me uncomfortable. He has amnesia. He doesn't know who he is. That's right. It's right, basically. Um, it is. And, but- and although she does go through that, I think even beyond the sexual stuff, just like she is defrauding a man with a severe medical condition. And the end of the episode, you're just like, ah, you're lonely. It's fine. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> not, okay, don't I Not that I think, not that I, the episode wouldn't have been better if they treated it seriously. They, in order for the episode to work, they have to treat it not seriously. But just taking a step back, it's like, this episode is really, on, on its face, fucked up. Like, you really could make, you definitely could make a thriller about a woman that, like, finds a guy with amnesia and, like, puts him through hell, convincing him <laughs> that they're married, you know? You could do that. It just sounds like misery with amnesia. Yes, that's true. Um, and so... Uh, they go into the bedroom, and they kind of sort of kiss. Um, but then Monk does the thing that every woman dreads their man doing. She says he says another he, woman's name. Uh, okay, I'm so glad he said it because I was gonna say he came in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> he, I mean, I think I think what we can say from what he says after this, he decidedly did not. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's true. But yeah, he's remembering. Uh, he's like, I think I love her. I think I'm cheating on you. Which is, of course, funny because, you know, he's not. And then he says, no. I'm not so attracted to you. But the thing I do love about her is that she's so desperate that she's, when he's like, I lo- I think I love her. I don't care. I think I'm cheating on you. Not a problem. I'm not so attracted to you. Okay, fine. <laughs> she wants it so bad. 
Oh, man. I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah, that's true. Um, so she recommends they go to Lookout Point because I guess Makeout Point is copyright. But anyway. Um, that's how the kids do it. Yes. Um, but apparently they've been having a problem with bees there. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's all, that's, let's just say Monk solved the crime, right? Yeah, here. Jerry solved, Monk solved his, like, 70th case, but Jerry solved his first. Um, and then when we come back from commercial, Randy wakes up Natalie to tell her that they found him in Wyoming. And apparently the FBI is loading a jet, which they just breeze over. That seems, seems like, highly unlikely. Uh, I get that Monk's an important guy, but, uh. Yeah. yeah, okay, that's a, yeah, I, there's zero chance. They would have been on the Amtrak at the very most. I mean, I do ima- I would love to imagine how close they get taking an Amtrak from San Francisco to Wyoming, but, uh, yeah, no, they're definitely, in real life, they're, like, taking some tiny plane out of, like, Stockton Regional Airport to, you know, Laramie, and then they need to drive in, like, the back of a van for three hours, you know? Uh, yeah, probably. I don't know I'm if there's a Stockton right Regional now. Airport, but, um, well, there's definitely no Amtrak, obviously, because Amtrak's not really, uh, doesn't really go in the middle of the country, but... Okay, A, it's a day and 15 hours. It to, 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 via what? Uh, via the train. Yeah, you're not going to take a train there. That'd be crazy. Um, you have to take Oh, a wait, no, this is a Greyhound. This is a Greyhound. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I'm going to keep going as you find out more information. Um... That and the way that they knew his monk is because when the driver gave the five dollars, he smoothed it out, um, which is nice. Then we yeah go. You have information, no, no, no. okay? Mm-hmm. So they're at lookout point and they're doing some investigating. And oh no, there's a bee in Monk's car. Yeah, so he freaks out just as we would imagine Roger Zisk would have done if he wasn't like a dirty, dirty liar. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know he's flipping around, can't get the freaking. Uh, can't get the freaking uh, bee, the one bee that's in there, and you know runs out of the car and basically runs into his brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, your your what was his name? Ned. Ned, yes. Yeah, and Ned gives him the extra what's it called, a uh, beekeeper suit, mm-hmm. uh, which he eventually gets into, and yeah, you know they go over to the edge of the. Well, no, there's a great bit where Ned does say, "Relax, they can smell fear," which of course sets up the great joke in a second. Um. Oh, because okay. they can smell fear. So then, when he has bees all over him, the joke being that he's so afraid. Um, right. Anyway, so they find apparently oh, they terrible f- CGI. Yeah, not great. But you know, it is what it is. Uh, yeah. Which is kind of funny. They, they didn't really need to do CGI because honeybees are completely docile, so they probably could have just covered them in honeybees. Um, yeah. Hey, I, I got three uncles that, can, can, that have bees. I know these things. Um, I know that too. A lot of people. do. Yeah, I know. I do appreciate that. My one great uncle is like in his eighties. But he's so he's so into beekeeping that he has like he, he's more proficient with his cell phone than my mom is, who's like thirty years younger. Mm-hmm. Because he's like full on beekeeping YouTube and like he's you know talking to people about beekeeping. He's on it all, and I just respect that a lot. Um, Hell yeah, that's it. Yeah. So anyway, uh, they find Debbie's body, and then Monk goes into what happened, and I'll uh, let you go into what happened, even though this is technically technically I only make it when Monk. Tells you what happened, and this is Jerry telling you what happened, but I'll make you do it nonetheless. Okay, yeah. So apparently, <clears throat> not too long after... Or no, it must have been right before Monk got to town, right? No, right after Monk got to town, because remember, he Okay, met right Debbie. after Monk got to town. Right, okay, yeah. Oh, that's right, yeah. So he met Debbie, and so Debbie and uh, Roger were having an affair. She uh, tells him, basically, that she's pregnant with his kid. 
He obviously can't deal with it. He's a married guy. And, and he's living off his his father-in-law's, like, he has his job from his father-in-law and his wife is rich. I mean, yeah. basically, the, the number everything. one murderer, the most common type of murderer in crime shows is the man who is, like, feels insecure about his wife being more wealthy than him. <laughs> he's really, like, that's the archetypal murderer. Yeah, fuck. I mean, I'm, I'm not mad. Yeah. No, no, it's true. It's true. It's a rough look, but he's an asshole, so whatever. Yeah. Anyways, so he, uh, he, they start arguing, and in the middle of the struggle, I guess he kills her. How did he kill her? He, he hits her in the head. He hits her head really hard against the wall. Yeah, and so she's dead, and of course, he rolls up the carpet. Um, he rolls her body up in the carpet mm-hmm. and takes it to this lookout point, forgetting that there, or like not aware that there's like a huge bee mm-hmm. problem there. Mm-hmm. So, in the middle of all this, uh, getting dumping the body, he gets stung by like a thousand bees, mm-hmm. and he knows that eventually that body's gonna be found, and they're gonna be looking at him real weird for being having been stung like a million mm-hmm. freaking times. So he decides he needs to be publicly stung again to throw off the scent, basically yeah. for the cops. Yep, which is why he drove into the apiary. Absolutely, that is what happened. Uh, this that was honestly great, great one, great recap. You did a really good job this time. I'm really proud of you. Thanks. And then they're like, the cops like, oh, what uh, department do you work for? And he says, actually, I'm a roofer. And then he says a great line to one of the other cops. He says, is your gun loaded? Yes. Kill me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because you kind of expect him to say, like, shoot the bees. But he's like, no. <laughs> Kill- I, thought, I thought that was what he was going to say. And then the sheriff drives him back into town. And he sees three familiar faces. That's right. He sees Leland Stahlmeier, Randall Disher, and Natalie Teeger. And it's a very sweet moment. Who's watching Julie? What? Who's, Who's watching, watching Julie? Julie? Um, I don't know. I feel like Natalie's probably got a friend. I don't know. We don't meet them. but uh, Or no, you know, she's probably staying at a friend's house. She's like 13. You know, that's normal. Um, okay. Uh, and he's like, I work with you. He's like, you're Natalie. And he's, so he's remembering stuff. Um, and then he asks, what's his name? And there's, I do like this exchange. Yeah, Stott tells him that his name is Adrian. And he's like, nah, no way. That can't be it. And he's like, what is it? And he says, it's 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 Adrian. I'll tell you this, Adrian. Just be happy it's not Ambrose. That's a good point. Yeah. That's better. Um, and then, yeah, so they have like a little moment. And then there's the little end bit where uh, they do acknowledge that Monk isn't pressing charges on Cora. Because, once again, crime committed. Um, but, uh, you know, then they kind of go their separate ways. And uh, the sheriff's like, you know, the offer's still open. And Monk's like, no, nah, i got to be back in San Francisco. And he leaves Wyoming mm-hmm. behind. Um, any thoughts on that last scene? Not really. No. So, uh, that is that episode. What do you give it out of 10? Um, I actually gave it an 8 out of 10. I gave it a 7 out of 10, but I think that our stances on it are clear. I, once again, I like every episode of Monk, so it's not like any... I, I just don't predict... I, I think that this plot is kind of not necessarily uh, my uh, cup of tea, but I do think that there's a, there's a lot of fun stuff in it. It's definitely a good episode. The funny parts of it are good. Um, and uh, I just... Yeah, I like the I like the whole... That he got stung by a bunch of bees and had to do it again. Yeah, that's a great... That's, that's good. That to me. Big fan of that. Big fan of bees being involved in murders. Um... Unless, of course, like, uh, someone got, like, stung by bees to death. Because that would suck. It can happen, technically, I think. 
yeah, like definitely. uh, my girl, too. Oh, right. Or was it my girl uh, one? No, that's my girl one. Um, uh, I needs his glasses, he can't see without his glasses. Um, that's right. I've actually never seen that movie, but I have seen that scene in that I was hanging out with people and it was on Netflix, and so just as a bit, just threw on the last 10 minutes. <laughs> and how was it? It was honestly, it was we were laughing at it, but then the scene of him being stung by bees is funny because it's so stupid, right? But the scene, I haven't seen it in a The long scene time. of her like saying he needs his glasses, we initially put it on to laugh at it, but then eventually you're kind of like, oh, this is a child's funeral. This isn't funny. <laughs> like, it's like the, the he can't see without his glasses is a meme, right? People make that talk about that all the time. But when you watch it, it's like, oh, there's a dead child in this scene. This is not funny. Um, but yeah. You're sick in the head. I, I'm not sick in the head. I'm the one who said it's not funny that a, t- a child's dead. Sorry about I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not. Don't you laughed. That means you laughed at it at some point. Well, no, though. I did laugh. When he was getting stung by the bees, the way it was shot absolutely was hilarious. Yeah. Because Macaulay Culkin didn't actually die. He's not actually allergic to bees. Oh, he's not? I mean, that's true. Macaulay Culkin, <laughs> I, his career might have died, but he's fine. Um, okay. Anyway. Uh, so that's it for this episode. You can follow us at Strictly Munkin. Uh, Andre Barrera, people follow you. You can follow me at Andre Barrera. You can follow me at the J Christie. And uh, yeah, keep rate, review, subscribe, excuse me, and share the show with people, particularly ones who, um, you know, uh, enjoy Monkish as much as we do. And just enjoy hanging out in, uh, you know, honestly, I don't even know. I've said recommend the show. You know, recommend it. I don't know what else to tell you. I, every episode, I put in a little Easter egg in the description of who to recommend it to or how to recommend it. I don't know if you've ever seen those, Andre. I don't know if you read them. Um, but uh, just follow those. No, really. I starting halfway through season one, I started putting random things. Like for example, one of them was um, like if you're still allowed to name stars, name your star. Listen to No Funk Strictly Munkin. Um, get a f- like. There's different things like that where I just kind of give people advice of how to uh, rec and yeah. So just follow those in episode and, description. Yes, every episode description after like the midway through season one, I've been doing that. Yeah. Um, they start off pretty basic, okay. just like recommend to your aunt and then recommend to, if you type in C on Facebook, recommend the show to that person. Um, but then I started getting more and more elaborate. Um, well, one of them, around Christmas, I said, if you do the thing at the end of the worst plot line, I mean, excuse me, the second worst plot line in Love Actually, make sure one of your cards says, listen to No Funk and Strictly Monken. Um Things Dude, like I literally only ever like get to the part where they put their yeah. like our, our at. But in case anyone's wondering, the worst plot line from Love Actually is the Laura Linney with her brother being crazy. But that's obvious. Um, so, <laughs> well, I, I'm sorry. The, the Andrew Lincoln, Kieran Knightley, Shoe Relation Four stuff is like gross and terrible, and actually is actively bad. But like the Laura Linney stuff is truly like, why is this in this movie? Um, so, keep listening to the show. Keep listening to the show, and uh, tune in next week. No, sorry. Tune in this Friday as we talk Mr. Monk and the Captain's Marriage. Let's get monkey!